1: I have a very high expectation of what I've always thought this franchise is. And that was the best franchise in sports. In the moments where we are now, as players, we got to execute. Every day I'm so fortunate to be a part of this team.
0: This is
1: 49ers plus, plus Minus. Hey, it's Tim Kawakami. 49ers Plus Minus episode on New Year's Eve. We're counting down to the big uh, ball falling in New York. Actually, we are talking about the 49ers clinching the number one seed in the NFC playoffs, pretty large moment, a lot of things happening. I'm here with Matt Barrow, Sparrows, your emotions, your thoughts, your uh, ideas coming off of the 49ers 27-10 victory over the poor commanders and then watching the Eagles just blow another one and lose to the Cardinals at home, which gifts the 49ers number one seed. The bye, they can take this week off, the next week off. They don't play like for like a month now in any significant way. Uh, Pretty big stuff happening here.
0: Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, rest versus rust stories for the next two weeks. There's going to be a lot of fan fretting about it for sure. But, I mean, the vibe was similar. I forget what year it was, but it was one of those horrible years where – 49ers won and then they went into the locker room and watched the end of another game, yep. which was an upset that guaranteed them the number one seed. And there's this, uh, this feeling of elation, obviously for them. And um, it, it's almost more magnified now. Uh, and, and Nick Bosa was talking about this. Not only do you get the buy, which gives you the, uh, the advantage of rest, but now there are only two teams in the whole NFL that get that by. So, the advantage over everyone else is magnified that much more. And so this was something that they were eyeing all season long, basically, but really talking about openly uh, for the last few weeks. And here we are in in week 17, not even the last week of the season, and they already know they're getting it. So I, I think that there was a lot of relief, a lot of celebration today in uh, Landover, Maryland.
1: I think they needed it. Uh, I think for them to get the Super Bowl, just the way they're constructed, uh, and I think we can could see like, they're wearing down a little bit right now. This is their eighth straight game after the bye. Uh, we know how great they were charging out of that bye, but then they lose in week seven out of the bye. I don't think they look great today. Obviously, they're the way better team, but they know, <laughs> Sam Howell is marching down the field on them a bit. Uh, the offense wasn't great. Oh, they ended up putting up over 400 yards. I means the 49 offense is, is, is very, very powerful. But they didn't look great uh, until the last, I'd say, quarter and a half. Uh, and, like, can you imagine if they had would have had to play everybody and beat the Rams? and Or if they lose to the Rams, which was, I mean, on the table, then they would have not had the bye and then would have to play another three straight weeks. Yeah. Like, this would have been 12 straight weeks they would have had to play. And we've seen kind of – it erode for them. They, I think they play so physically. I think they play so emotionally that you can kind of see Dre Greenlaw's little step slow. When, you know, when it gets this far, some other guys are just not. I thought Hargrave was like a nothing today. Um, they really need Armstead back. They need that real rotation. Um, you know, they, it would probably be better if, if Kinlaw's not playing forty snaps. I don't think they would. I and you know, who knows? You you never. Nothing's. Guaranteed. I just don't think they – I think they would have hit somewhere where they would have lost to somebody fresher than them uh, if they didn't get this bye. And getting this bye, to me, slingshots them into easily the top position in the NFC and gives them a shot. And the other thing is, with the Ravens – let's see, the other team that's getting the bye is that Ravens. Is there any particular significance to that team, to the 49ers? I mean – like, and the Ravens were the fresher team against the 49ers. We know that they blew out the 49ers on Christmas, but they had to buy like, you know, two weeks before. Um, they were just a fresher team. Uh, clearly played like it. They're they're obviously blew out the Dolphins uh, on Sunday. I don't think the 49ers wanted to be a tired team playing the Ravens. Like, that would not have been a good situation, and they avoided it. I, I think they needed it. And, again, they can't say it. They can't you know, really even think it, they're not, you know, they don't want to like, "Uh Oh, we don't get the bye. Now we're done. You can't do that. But I think they needed this and they could have won it, you know, with the, on Sunday beating the Rams, but this gives them another, like, you don't have to play Trent Williams. You don't have to play Christian McCaffrey next week. Like, like all these things matter to them. And I think they're veteran enough that the rust thing isn't going to be a big deal. I I just don't think it will. I mean, how many games did Trent miss in the middle of the season and came back just fine. Like, yeah, he's not going to be a Russ guy. I don't think McCaffrey's a Russ guy. There might be some other, like Ayuk or Purdy or whatever, but I I wrote this for my column we'll post soon, or maybe it's posted already. Um, I think they're going to lean towards rest. I think they're going to lean towards energy. They're going to lean towards intensity, not rhythm, because I don't think this is a rhythm team. I think this is an energy team.
0: Yeah, it's not a young team. It's a veteran-laden team, and... This has been a team, if you look back at their schedule, that has played really well, played their best, coming off of rest. Um, They blew the Steelers out in week one. They played, uh, who was it, the Giants in, uh, or I I forget. uh, Rams week two. Yeah, and then the Giants in week three on Thursday, and they had a blowout win the week after that. They blew out the Jaguars after their bye. They They played a Thursday night game and then went, cross country and played the Eagles the following week and they, and they blew them out. So um, it's a team you're, you're absolutely right that when it does get its rest, it makes the most of it. And it certainly has this season. And I agree with you Um, when you've got a team of, Christian McCaffrey's and, and Fred Warner's. Um, I don't think that um, getting up, um, you know, getting motivated. Shanahan is already talking talking about how hard he's going to practice this week. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be on top of it. The practices are going to be intense, but you know, th- th- there's not going to be any pushback. Certainly, I, I think the the these guys, the Boses, um, know that. You you mentioned Dre Greenlaw, who who's on your your top five list of I need rest. Who's on the uh, the, the mm-hmm. TK's uh, mm-hmm. needs a lot of rest watch? Going Greenlaw
1: to- for yeah. sure. No question, Greenlaw. Um, Kittle, I would think, would be one. I just think he gets dinged up. I mean, that shot he took, I mean. Yeah, I know, that was I a mean, hospital. That, ball. I mean, that was like he he came out and he kept on playing. But like there's a guy who gets hit every play. Obviously, McCaffrey. I think those three. I and mean, then throw Trent in there. Greenlaw, Trent. McCaffrey and Kittle I mean would you agree with those four you throw anybody else out
0: there yeah I mean obviously I I think getting um Aaron Banks Mm -hmm. some extra rest with that toe I mean that that's that's an issue that's going to linger all season long the more I
1: saw them running out there for special teams plays (laughs) like you're resting him you're not starting (laughs) him and then he's in there on the you know on the kick on on, not kick on field goal I thought I
0: was like that's interesting but not, not a lot of you know. torque on those plays. I just thought it
1: was fun. I guess you, you need some people, right? You can't sit everybody, but I just... Well, let, let me ask
0: you this. I mean, the, the Trent Williams one, obviously he's one of their kind of uh, senior members, but he's also uh, protecting the quarterback's yep. line yeah. side. So if you're resting Trent Williams, doesn't that mean that you also have to rest uh, Brock Purdy? I mean, I feel like Purdy and Williams are... A package deal if one guy goes yeah. out the other guy's got to go they've
1: out played some preseason games i think with brock and not trent and i think it's like the series or two like get him a series run the ball four times throw it once and he's out of there i think they can live with that and brock if you're don't see anybody on you drop back you throw the football you do not sit there in the, in the pocket. I think they can do that, and maybe you, sit, Brock. and and I've mentioned this like he did get two stingers in back to back weeks. Like, yeah. you know, you might want to rest that. I don't worry about him being that rusty. I mean, he came back from a freaking elbow injury and and came out firing. So, um, I can see what you're saying. I think you kind of want your quarterback just to just take snaps and feel like he's in the rhythm if he's going to take another week off. But do it quickly, you know. I don't know who's your left tackle now. I don't even know uh, McKivitz. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure who it would be. But it would unless be more. But is he back? By, yeah, if he's back by then,
0: yeah, he might um, be back.
1: So I, I, you know, maybe a series. Play it like a preseason game. I just play it like a preseason game. You know, I think the Rams have stakes, but maybe not. Right? If Seattle loses, the Rams are in. I think that's the case. I think so. That's right. Maybe the Rams are playing it like a preseason game. I don't know. I, I I would play Brock just because I think quarterbacks could use, just put the helmet on, put the pads on, warm up like you're going to play, play one series and get the hell out of there and stand on the sideline and let Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen handle it. Um, and that's a case where you wouldn't mind a third quarterback coming because this just means that the first quarterback can't play and you're not going to play the first quarterback anyway. So maybe you do want Brandon Allen to play in that game. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I see what you're saying. I don't know anybody else you can think of. I mean – you know, maybe one of those other linemen, Brendel. Uh, I don't know. Uh um,
0: mentioned Hargrave. Um, yeah, Hargrave he's, for
1: sure. He, I think he's, he's
0: been uh, wearing down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, both look good today. Yeah, I think both. Uh, look good. And I don't think he necessarily needs it, but he's logged a lot of snaps this season. Um, you know, McCaffrey. He's gonna. McCaffrey's not gonna mean, play. He, he's he's not he's, play. he's dealing with the calf injury. It doesn't seem to be um, uh, that uh, that serious at all, but. Uh, that's that's the number one guy. I think people would would like to see get a week off, and um, you know he's gonna he's not gonna play in week eighteen. He's not gonna play in the uh, first round of the of the playoff. He's gonna come out like oh, no, uh, spring loaded. Whoever they get in that divisional I was round, thinking about that. you're you gonna man- get a heavy, heavy dose of a fresh leg Christian McCaffrey, and that reminds me that I thought that Elijah Mitchell had yep. fresh legs today. He's a guy that hadn't played in a while. He probably could have played last week against the, uh, the Ravens. Um, he was sort of on the border. He didn't. And um, you know, he looked like uh, he was running the ball. Well, I mean, um, didn't really need any warm up. was in rhythm and actually surpassed McCaffrey in terms of uh, rushing yards in this game. I think he had, had 80 and uh, McCaffrey had 67. So a rare instance where, Christian McCaffrey does not lead the team in rushing yards.
1: I'm frankly surprised because the game was still sort of in the balance. I, when Mitchell started getting those carries, I think McCaffrey came back in briefly and then went back out. And you know who Kyle usually plays at tailback when the game's in balance? Debo. Yes, yeah, Debo. I, I thought Debo, this is three carries for Debo. Debo get four first, you know, get first downs, boom, game's over. And he went to Mitchell, so which he has not been doing for a while ever since McCaffrey was acquired basically. But must must mean that Mitchell's practicing well. Must mean and I also think college just is completely worried about a, a, a fresh running back who hasn't played much fumbling. I really think he's worried about that. Also in pass pro, but yeah, that's really good for the 49ers you know, Mitchell will play next week. He might get hurt <laughs> knowing him, who knows, but just a guy that they can just charge out there and let him get three carries in a big game. And maybe he gets, you know, 14 yards and, and a first down or two, and maybe, you know, McCaffrey's dinged up in the playoff game. It's certainly possible. Uh, and you need a guy for a series or two. And it isn't, doesn't always have to be Debo, even though I think it kind of would be Debo, but he looked good. No, he definitely looked really good. Uh, and I thought Travers Ward obviously looked fantastic. Like he's is not a guy. I think you know an older guy, but he doesn't look like he needs rest at all. He looks fantastic out there. gave up a gave up a big play, a sort of big play, but he's going to do that because he's just playing the ball. And I think Kyle loves that about him. Like he's not playing off. He's playing the ball. Yeah uh, and that turns into turnovers. that turns into you know some things that quarterbacks get very worried about. Um, anything else about this game that, that, that stood out to you?
0: Well, you just mentioned Travis Ward and early on, uh, Terry McLaurin, who's you know a, a very good wide receiver, had a big play against uh, the Amadorre Lenore and then a big play against the other, I guess we can't call him young anymore, but young-ish cornerback in Ambry Thomas. And then they went back to McLaurin one more time, and that's when Charvarius Ward uh, sort of snuffed that out. So, yeah, another strong game for him. I thought that um, I thought that Spencer Burford, um, every time there was a, uh, a replay of a, of a good run, Burford was making a big block. I think it's good for him to get confident. I mean, he and he and the rest of that interior line had their work cut out for them uh, against the commander. That's still a good commander's... Um, kind of uh, defensive tackle position. Yep. Very uh, talented guys there. So uh, he played well. Brendel played well. Um, John Feliciano was back at left guard for this game. He played well. They really started, and, and this may be just the commanders kind of knowing that their season is over, not much to play for. But um, as that long um, third-quarter drive, that's the drive that McCaffrey left and Elijah Mitchell came in. As that went on and on, you could sort of see the commanders starting to capitulate and uh, the 49ers blockers starting to kind of celebrate some of their their achievements in that game. And, and that's usually what happens at, at this time <coughs> of the year. But um, nice confidence builder for, for Burford. That'll be a question moving forward. I mean, let's say um, Banks doesn't play in, in the uh, finale. When they come out in the playoffs and he's healthy, he'll be at left guard. Is it going to be Feliciano or is it going to be uh, Spencer Burford at right guard? So uh, there will be some interesting, um, perhaps not big headline roster decisions to be made. Uh, in mid in mid January when the playoffs finally start up, whenever
1: morning. that is, whenever that is, did you see on the Purdy rollout, you know, to the right side and pointing around and deep yeah. on Ayuk? That Burford had a great little chip block there as Purdy's rolling right and the defender's closing in on him, and it could have been a you know a hold or a clip or something, and it looked like a tackle doing it, but it clearly wasn't McKibbit So I had to go back, and go, who was that? And it was Burford, really nicely done, like you know, just kind of like. Little pop block to make sure that guy didn't bear down on Purdy to give Purdy that extra few second or two to be able to throw that ball deep downfield. I uh, just thought it was very, you know, it didn't look like a guard; it looked like a tackle. Like that's was much more skilled. It was more like, you know, it's a tr- Trent would do, um, and I didn't have not seen McVitie's do that. I just thought it was a very skillful play, and it certainly helped uh, Purdy t- to that touchdown. We got to mention Purdy. Uh, a franchise that is not without great quarterbacking in its history. It is not without guys who put up large numbers. Now, the most the, the guy who has the record for yardage in a past yardage in the season is not the most famous guy, it's Jeff Garcia, but also a multi-time time pro bowler. And Steve Young and Joe Montana had high numbers. And Brock Purdy just broke that record, set the record for most passing yards by 49 nine quarterback in the season with 4,200-something or other, some large number. Um, what what do you think the significance of that is?
0: I mean, I thought that it was interesting that it came in this week. I mean, uh, you know, what we're going to see sort of moving forward is, oh well, this, these modern era of, of players had seventeen games mm. to, to do point. that. Uh, Purdy did it in in sixteen, which I think is uh, is significant this day and age. Um, and I thought the, the the game was was interesting. I thought you know one of the storylines coming out of the Ravens game was, oh, is he going to be sort of affected by his worst outing ever. And um, I didn't think that he would. It's just not his nature. Um, but, uh, and, and I think a lot of this had to do with with the commanders and their defense and the types of coverages they were playing. But he did seem cautious early on. There were a lot of checkdowns early on. And then he had that throw to Ayuk. Uh, on the right I, side there? Yeah. On the, on the right side, it was one of those where he sees it, he plants his feet, he lets go of it. I mean, no, no sort of second thought. Um, and it was just a, a a perfect throw. It was just on the money. And um, you just saw his kind of confidence go up from there. And then after that came the one where he's directing traffic and he's pointing, uh, you know, which direction for everybody to go. So he was uh, Brock Purdy field general um, from that point forward. But um, I did think that there were some I don't want to say cautious throws. They're probably the correct throws, but everybody is uh, really kind of straining to interpret what's going on in Brock Purdy's head and how is he going to react? I thought it was a uh, a very good game. It's certainly not a, uh, a highlight reel game for him, but this game wasn't going to be that. It was a good game for him to get back on track. Uh, no interceptions. None of them were even close to being an interception. I think that's a big deal.
1: I, yeah, I was gonna say there wasn't one of those. Oh, over the middle and just gets flicked up, and that's and like he threw the one that got Kittle hurt, hit, but exactly it was actually on the money. Yeah. It was on the money. It just was here it comes the safety. He's coming in. He's gonna hit him. Uh, none of those, like because those are tough throws. All you know, the dropping him. I do think. What the Ravens did, I, I think other teams try to do it. They just can't do it as well. as Ravens Is cover the middle of the field. You know these passes are coming in these certain areas. That's the way the 49ers design it. It's the way Shanahan wants it. That's what Purdy throws it to. Just, just try to get to those areas and then make them adjust, change the platform, change the level of where they're going to throw to. But they can do that. It just mean, means you're not covering other areas, so you can try to figure that out. I thought Purdy was really good at that. You know, like 123 passer rating, something like it's just a, just a normal, solid, excellent, Brock yeah, yeah, Brock Purdy day. And the other thing is, and again, I think we've joked about this. How many times do I say? it? Maybe I don't say it out loud. Maybe I think it, but I think I do say it out loud sometimes. And I'm sitting next to you. There's a pass pattern, and I say, throw it to McCaffrey, right? Like, there's McCaffrey right there. Just throw it to McCaffrey, and he did it this time. He's kind of been overlooking that, like, yeah, the outlet. Go, trying to go downfield, and you understand it, and we have praised him for going downfield. But somebody just, like, I think the touch, the, the the interception in the end zone in the first series against Baltimore, they had McCaffrey open, cutting across. Like, you just, why don't you just throw it to him on first down and get eight yards? And I think they were doing that in this game. Um, it's, it's just, it's an unbelievable weapon. It's LaDainian Tomlinson. It's Marshall Falk. You just you throw it to him, and you're not getting two yards. You're getting eight yards. And you might get 27. And if you make the defense cover it, like, obsessively, then that opens up everything else. That's where the middle starts opening up. And I think he was doing that. Um, And the other thing I want to say about Purdy is, like, he is not that long removed from blowing out his elbow. And he's played every game. And he's, like, missed, what, like, four snaps of significant time when, you know, when he got dinged in the the Cleveland game and and Darnold came in, Mm -hmm. I guess – he also came out of the stingers. He came out. So probably probably like 10 snaps, 12 snaps. This is a guy's in the second year, had his elbow shredded in in the last January, and he's playing every single snap. It's not a question that he's gonna play every snap. Uh, I think that's you know, in a in a season when the NFL's lost a lot of starting quarterbacks, a lot of really good ones. Uh has now been out for this, you know, hurt for the season twice. Not his fault, but it is, I think, notable yeah. that Brock Purdy is just not a health issue at this point. He's not. Uh, and that's pretty and he might not play in game 17 but he, as you said he played in a re- at a full regular season in every other year that didn't have 17 games uh, pretty pretty large um i do think the defensive tackles for 4 49 ers are a little bit of a question um you know, i think armstead is back for the playoffs i mean would you say that or could he you know could he be back in a little and banged up in the playoffs because hargrave isn't really bringing it right now thought he had a really nice start of the season i don't see it much and ken is not great He's just not great. He's okay. He's not great. And the other backups are not great. I did see the new guy. What, Sebastian Day, whatever's uh, Joseph Day or Day Joseph. Um, I don't think he's anything special. He's certainly not quite their system. Um, what do you think about the DTs right now?
0: Why, why are you ditching SJD so early SJD, in his there you go. Career? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he got in. He was actually in on the third series there. Um, yeah, he's played, uh, you know, the, the challenge with him, he's played a two-gap. Yeah. Scheme all of his career. This is the opposite of two gap. So he's got to get used to playing it. I don't, I don't know whether he played well or badly in this game. Um, but they're they like him. They're excited about him. I think that he's
1: talented. He's definitely talented.
0: Yeah, and Shanahan, you know, they played him a lot when he was with the Rams and, and he jumps out. You know, Shanahan's, you know, one of Shanahan's real talents is he picks out the weaklings on the defense. He knows who's good. And who's bad in the film that he is reviewing, and and he had very good things to say about Sebastian Joseph Day. Now, whether he can make an impact this quickly or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything that you said about the the DTs. Um, Eric Arnstead missed eight games last year with this foot injury, um, and you know I, I don't know if it's exactly the same. I I think that he probably recognized it sooner this year and got on top of it more quickly. And therefore, uh, maybe it's not as severe as it was last year. But what he's missed uh, five so far. So you add two more games to that, um, the uh, the week 18 finale, and then the bye week that the 49ers are going to get. And, and yeah, I would I would say that he's probably going to be back. I mean, he's bad. <laughs> I don't want to say he's bad. He never gives you anything when you ask him about injuries, and Shanahan is always vague about. Uh, you know, has been dating back to last year about this particular injury. Yeah, we're going to see how he he looks in rehab this week. He's got a chance to play. Shanahan says that week in and week out, and and the guy never shows up. So this seems like it's um, headed uh, down the same path. But um, obviously, um, this win today, the bye week, that's good for, we should have Eric Armstead probably at the top of our you know, top five guys who need rest list uh, for this one because he's gonna be a big deal um against whoever they play. And and that that's sort of the question now that everybody's gonna be asking Tim is what what uh, NFC team we know about the Ravens, what NFC team mm-hmm. uh, might give this 49ers team the most trouble?
1: I'd say the Cowboys, even though we saw the 49ers blow them out. And I just I'm thinking that because now it looks like the four or five is going to be the winner of the South versus the Eagles because the Cowboys beat the commanders a great Commanders team we just saw, and they win the NFC East, so they're going to be two um, or three. I'm sorry, with with Lions, um, it's just the Eagles are terrible right now, right? I mean, so I can't say the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are the one the team that I thought all season, but they can't stop the Cardinals. They could not stop the Cardinals. That is not a good sign for at home in a game they needed to win to try to preserve themselves the chance at the one and at least say, okay, we're going to be the two. And now they're going to be the five. So I cannot say that. I think the 49ers would love to see the Eagles. Now that would be, the Eagles fly out to Levi stadium on Saturday, January 20th. I think the 49ers beat them by three touchdowns, um, which I would not have uh, close to have said a month ago. So I think it's the Cowboys just talent wise. Well, you know, the Cowboys played them tough last year, right? I mean, won a great game, Dak threw the picks, but Micah Parsons is tough on the 49ers. And they've got some other talented players. They had – but Pollard got hurt in the first quarter, right? It was something like that. So they didn't have all their people. But CeeDee Lamb is good. Like, they've got talented players. And I don't think they're as good as the 49ers, and we saw it. And I think Dak has a tough time against the 49ers. But I think they might be the one – the other one, I think the Rams are, you know, always tricky. They're not nearly of the same talent but that quarterback has beat the four ers Like that's almost how I view it. Jared Goff did not beat them. Uh, that Stafford beat them. And he, he's got some playmakers. He's got some receivers. You can see Cooper Cup, you know, kind of driving people crazy out of the slot. But that's it. I mean, I don't think the Lions are that good. I don't think – I know the Eagles aren't. So I'm saying the Cowboys and the Rams. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'd say the Rams. I mean, um, people forget that. That week two game was uh, tougher than – anyone uh, uh, remembers, I, I think, um, and some of those young players, Buka Nakua, um, Kyron yeah. Williams. Kyron yeah. Williams is having a sensational year. The um, Niners right couldn't on, cover
1: Nakua, by the way. They could not cover Nakua.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the 49ers have changed their their defense up a little bit uh, since then. Um, there's obviously a familiarity factor there with, with Sean McVay knowing exactly what Shanahan wants to do. So I, I would think that that would be sort of the, the least uh, enviable matchup. None of these teams, though, has good linebackers. That would, that's what stood out with the Ravens. Not, not just one good linebacker. They had two. The rest of these teams are terrible up the middle. It's really sort of a kind of a league-wide thing right now. It's, it's, it's a bit odd. But anyway, my point is that the 49ers feast on teams with weaknesses in the middle. And um, all of these teams do. I, I, I'm really not that familiar with, with the Lions' personnel. I, I shouldn't say that. But uh, at least the teams, the playoff teams that the 49ers have played, that's been the uh, the soft spot. And Shanahan takes advantage of that like nobody else.
1: The Lions, I think, secondary in that. Great. I think they got some linebackers. I don't know. Uh, I think they call Hutchinson a linebacker. And I guess it's kind of hard to compare. He's certainly not an off-ball linebacker. I didn't have a rookie, Jack Campbell or something. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, um, I. Um, yeah, so, you know, maybe the Ravens. But the Ravens, you get them out of that dome. You know, Golf is not good outdoors. You put them at Levi's. It's just like that's part of the equation. Right? We're thinking about these teams are having to get on a plane and go play at Levi's. And whereas I don't think it's, the, you know. Uh, the, the, the biggest hostile crowd there is in the NFC uh, since we, we were both there in January and we probably saw the one that's the most hostile. Uh, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a good home crowd and they have not lost at Levi's in the playoffs under Kyle Shanahan. And there's a reason they get the game on their terms. They run the ball, they play action, they play great defense, they sack the quarterback that um, they can do all those things at Levi's uh, quite well. And um, yeah, I, I think you know, if, if their first game is a divisional game against the Eagles, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And then maybe they get to the Cowboys, and we've seen what they can do against the Cowboys. Like They should go to the Super Bowl. Like I thought so before if they had gotten the one. Now that they've got the one, I'm not going to say Super Bowl or buzz whatever, that's very sh- schlocky columnist. But they should be. They should be in the a- – in the Super Bowl. Now they get the Ravens there, then it's a whole very interesting matchup. But you never know. The Ravens might get knocked out. And you know, who knows? You know, quarterback might get hurt, four Niners might get injuries. But the four Niners should be, I don't know what the odds are, but man, odds on for sure, and maybe a lot better than odds on to make the Super Bowl coming out with this bye in and all games at Levi's that these are big deal. So it's interesting that that purdy of all people was saying. Yeah, the, the buy is great. We can rest. We need that. You know, we can kind of, you know, recuperate. The guys have been banged up. Like, it's all true, but sometimes you don't say it, right? You, you want to say, oh, everybody's feeling great. It's all the playoffs. We're getting like, he's like saying we could use another, we could use this week off. This is going to be great. Uh, I think Boza said we might even rest a little this week. You know, I think Boza is kind of looking forward to not playing maybe in this, this Sunday game. They, this is the, who, they, who they are. They play this way. They play you know, with an intensity that can wear them out, I think. And I think they feel that. And I think they know that. And this is what they fulfill. This is what the Eagles help fulfill for them. I and mean, they probably wouldn't have beat the Rams if they had to. But then maybe you get McCaffrey banged up some more. Because then McCaffrey, you know, McCaffrey has to play. And maybe you rush Armstead in there to make sure you beat the Rams. And he's not great going into into the divisional round uh, all these things happened for them I didn't think it was I didn't think the Cardinals were going to beat the Eagles yeah. I didn't think there's a shot I, I thought the, the Eagles got that 99 yard touchdown interception return I thought game was over and I look back on it and it goes hey Kyler Murray just completed a touchdown pass and they made the two-point conversion this tie 21 all going into the fourth quarter like what the hell uh, they owe, the four niners owe a, pre, a little present to the Cardinals. There's no question about that. A little gift, a little uh, New Year's gift, because that was sweet for them. Um, yeah, and then we'll see how they play the next few weeks. Um, you know, they certainly want to don't want to be talking about taking their pedal off, pedal off the metal, but they will. I mean, you have to think that way. Um, get some rest, um, but. You also don't want to like lose an that edge. That's going to be a very interesting conversation, well, of which Kyle Shannon, I'm sure, will say he's tired of answering uh, by about the fourth day of this.
0: For sure. But, um, you know, Bosa, Purdy, Fred Warner, these are all sort of uh, rest aficionados. I mean, they understand the science of it all. Um, I think that they, they very much um, are going to appreciate this and take advantage of um, the time off I mean this is the team that's that's kind of speaking from experience they did not have a buy the last two times they were in the playoffs and then had to go on the road and and realize just how spent they were at the end of the season um, in LA a couple of years ago in Philadelphia last year uh, and and the bottom line is you, you that's that's an advantage you just take a whole game out of the equation mm-hmm. a whole game where anything weird a, you know, linebacker cr- hurt. <laughs> crashing into your quarterback's elbow. Um, I mean, 49ers fans have seen all sorts of weird things. I, I'm not going to erase them right now. But uh, the we're pump returner, about, we're going to talk about the pump returner. Right? Well, <laughs> <in the Chakras laughs> guitar, I mean, there's all yeah. sorts of just bizarre things that can happen in a game. And they usually do. This just removes... You know, one, uh, what is it? Uh, what was the percentage that you're removing out, out of the equation variable, to get to the variable. Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: it's, definitely it's a variable.
0: huge, huge thing. And so um, this was a this was a big day for the 49ers. And I think that they absolutely appreciate it after their last two trips through the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it should not be. You know, they're not. It's not forgotten that the time they did get the Super Bowl was in 2019 when sure. they were the number one seed, and they got two games. They got they got two games at Levi's. Yeah, and, and I think that Dodgers. that
0: first game against the Vikings, that uh, you know, it was a little bit close early on, and um, you know, then they took control, and then the next game against the Packers was never close. I mean, um, yeah, they started kind of leaning against their op- opponents with all that talent and built up rest that they had.
1: And then two number one seeds made it to the Super Bowl last year. You know that you know it, it is, the math isn't always like that. Uh, there are times when the number one seeds lose right away, and the 49ers beat the Packers two years ago as a six seed in the uh, Lambeau Field snow, uh, which we all remember. Jordan Willis, I think I remember that, uh, but. It's just better. You're right. The variables, it takes it down. It takes the margin of error lower where the better team is just going to have two games instead of three games where you're just going to be the better team. It just takes everything out of it. Um, I do want to ask you about Ronnie Bell. I mean, we talk about this. We've mentioned the punt returning. We've said how much they missed Bray Ray Cloud. A guy that you and I used to kind of make fun of early last season because it seemed like he was ready to fumble every single time. But then he became a really decent punt returner last season. Made some plays offensively too when Debo was out and was okay before he got hurt this season. I just think Ronnie Bell, I don't like that miss, the miss punt today. I like, what was he doing there? I don't know. Like he ran, runs up to it and then fl- glances away. Right at the end, lets it bounce. It could have gone all the way to the goal line. Could have been a fumble. Could have been a muff. Can they possibly keep sending Ronnie Bell out there if Ray
0: Ray is not ready for the playoffs? Um, no, I think mean, I think, <laughs> I think uh, Ray Ray um, should have been on our uh, top five list of uh, rest guys. Ray Ray needs rest, rest, but I, I think he's I think he's getting it, and I think his ribs are going to be. Uh, fine. I, I think that was the plan: is to was to get him back for this uh, this Rams finale. So now the question is, do you get him back for the Rams finale? sort of a microcosm of the team, so that he gets back into the rhythm of uh, returning punts. But you also would run the risk of him getting hurt, and, and uh, in that scenario, you would have to find an alternate uh, punt returner. Ray Ray McLeod is the smallest guy on the team, so that's what sort of led to our. Kind of, uh, um, you know, questioning him uh, last year. I mean, there's not a lot to him. One big hit, um, and you see why he could have a, a rib injury or another type of injury. Um, but you're right; he's been sure-handed this year. He's a veteran guy. He's really, really confident in himself. They want Ray Ray back there when the uh, playoffs begin.
1: Danny Gray does not get elevated or whatever activated off of uh, out of his IR window. Does that imagine that closed the door on him? He's probably not going to be activated in the postseason.
0: They've got one more week to do it. Um, it that was uh, questionable why they didn't do that because he seemed, you know, in practice like he was all all, all the way back. Um, Tay Martin got the uh, the call up instead. Um, they tried to to throw a pass to him. That was that Sam Darnold screen that Darnold realized the Mm -hmm. guy was in his uh, passing window and he held it back. That was going to Tay Martin. And that would have been a big celebration on the sideline if he had gotten his first ever NFL catch. But uh, yeah, that's a question for Kyle Shanahan this week. Um, You know, no, no Juwan Jennings for this game. No Ray Ray McLeod. Um, They're expecting both of those guys back. So I don't know if they're just going to kind of stay stand pat with who they have at wide receiver. Um, but, um, you know, just sort of underscores that they won this game, um, without some of their key players. Um, and, uh, those guys are expected back. So not only rested, but sort of reinforced, uh, for when the playoffs begin,
1: we always got to do a Jake Moody, uh, review and that he hit one, but <laughs> hit two, but that longer one was like, hit it right for that, right upright Uh, it's funny because i my television was like way behind the update on espn so i'm looking at the scores already up three nothing like okay then he must have pounded us right down the middle and i see it on tv it's like if i had not known that i would have thought that was gonna miss that (laughs) thing was flying towards that right upright uh but then it hits the short one and i guess they're not worried about him he's clearly been solid he actually kicked it through the end zone every single time which I have been waiting for them to do because that short kickoff does not work if you're not a good kick coverage team, which they are not a good kick coverage team. How many times they got to let the ball return to the 40 before they say, you know what, if you can't kick it out of the end zone, just kick it out of the end zone. I was wondering, like, do they at some point think there might be, you know, might get a legal block or something, so they start them at the 12? I don't quite get it because you're risking it coming out to the 50. And we've seen it happen several times because that kickoff coverage – unit is not great
0: it should be good uh, it should have been earlier in the season when they had george odom and demetrius flanagan Foul. they had a lot of guys orrin burks um, experienced on special teams and they just weren't good at kickoff coverage um and uh a lot of those guys have gotten hurt they've got new guys in there your guy chris conley mm. um you know a bunch of new faces in in that mix and and you're right i think that they've just decided to take Kickoff coverage out of the equation, which is what a lot of fans were hoping. That's what is that why you
1: drafted Moody in the first place, right? Because well, they drafted him
0: because he can put the ball wherever he wants. So in in theory, if you do have a good kickoff coverage unit and he puts that ball in the near corner every time, then all of a sudden you're converging on that guy and getting him down inside the twenty, which over time, you know, adds up and would, would be what you want. But it's been so risky with the 49ers that um, the one time that they get the guy down on the 22, the next time he has a 51-yarder. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's been wiser just to kind of take that fully out of the equation. And Moody and has the leg to do it.
1: Yeah, if you can do it, you might as well do it. It just takes that big return out of the, and I, you know, so it takes to pin them back at the 15 out of the equation, but I, I'd rather just every time I know they're starting at 25, they got to go 75 yards against this defense. Um, even though Washington did it a few times, um, it's just not going to happen again and again, and again, against, a, you know, not great offense, uh, may, maybe in, in some other time in the playoffs, different story but i don't think it's the story i think you kick it through the end zone and you just make him start the 25 year 25 yard line all right Sparrows, you got anything else new year's happy new happy new year yeah,
0: happy new year's to you too get some uh, champagne and we'll uh toast uh not having to work um uh that first week in the playoffs although it makes it more difficult for us to come up with stories to, though <laughs> we still have to come up with stuff to write about uh which which is more difficult when there is a buy
1: We'll get through it. We're semi-talented people who've done this a time or two, but uh, it does. We're we're gonna have to dream up some things and have to figure out some stories, but we'll do it. We'll figure. We we'll just have Lombardi do all of them. I know, I might oh yeah, it. we'll get we'll give him those assignments. Marcus and Lombardi should could, you could handle it for a couple of weeks. All right, that's the show for today. Thank you, Baros.